It's April 5th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Restless Glenn Rubenstein with Alfred Kanawa here tonight to talk about NXT, the aftermath of Stand and Deliver. It happened Saturday morning. One of the championships already changed hands back. Next week, more will probably change. Alfred, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Fun WrestleMania weekend. Uh, kind of back to normal. This is the last of, well, no, we still got SmackDown after WrestleMania, but WrestleMania is kind of dissipating now, and you, you still saw a kind of hot crowd, even though they weren't in Dallas, but uh, I thought it was they a should, fine show. They should have done this in Dallas. They should have done Stand and Deliver tonight in Dallas, not the Saturday morning shit. Yeah, yeah, they should have found somewhere, some smaller building in Dallas and done this show. Because um, I was really wasn't a fan of this crowd tonight. We'll get into it. No, what was with that crowd tonight? They were, like, yeah. angry in general. I feel like they were trying to be like a raw after mania crowd, but they just ended up being pesky and annoying. Yes. Pesky and annoying. Take that performance center crowd, former full sale crowd. Now going to the Capitol wrestling center. Yeah, um, but we'll talk a little bit about stand and deliver Joe Gacy on stand and deliver cut the most batshit insane promo in WWE history in history. Wow. Don't you think I can't think of anything quite like that promo. I mean, the ultimate warrior has got a catalog of promos that I thought were pretty bad shit, but um, I mean, the location in the message, the location in the message. He's a very twisted man, very twisted man, very invoking national tragedy, but we'll talk about that. See, I'm teasing it. I'm saying it's the most crazy ever because then they want to stick around. If he just said, ah, one of the more controversial or interesting choices of promo people like, ah, I can, I can change the channel. I can go see what JD's talking about. I can go see what else is going on. But no, I say the most batshit crazy. And the people are like, shit, well, I got to stay tuned in for this. Use extremes. I like it. I- I'm interested to see what the breakdown is. All hyperbole tonight on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Because Al- we just had the most stupendous weekend in professional wrestling. Alfred, let's start with the most incredible news in the world of professional wrestling. What do we got? Let's do that. One of the biggest Raws in the history of this business happened this past Monday. Last night's Raw did a massive number, 2.101 million average. Uh, It opened with a pretty big 2.318 million. And then the second hour did 2.14. So this is really the first time I can remember in years that ever since Raw became kind of the B show and SmackDown took over as the A show on Fox, first time I can remember in a long time that Raw did 2 million viewers in two straight hours. And then they plummeted in the third hour at 1.871 and it does not surprise me because that raw after mania even though it was a raw after mania and it's like the biggest raw of the year really had nothing happening raw there was not too much outside of cody's problem which i thought was incredible after that it was just an episode of raw you had your your mandatory heel turn happen with mvp you know of course rip Ripley's going to te- turn heel next week we had damian priest already turn heel we had edge turn heel so that happens on every raw so that's not that much of a thing and then when you had the big ezekiel storyline that we're going to talk about which um was your really your only surprise return but we can't consider that a return because ezekiel's elias's brother glenn wait really that's the angle they're going with yes that's actually gonna be one of our news stories so let's just push it up here is that Holy ezekiel shit is back if you've seen pictures of this man he's completely clean shaven he's still got his long hair he walked out i had i thought it was just a job guy going out there to wrestle kevin owens nobody reacted to this guy and it wasn't until he started talking that i realized this is elias and uh, that's his new storyline is that he's going to be elias's brother ezekiel and he will say uh, you walk with elias you run with ezekiel and you better keep up because i'm not slowing myself down for you yeah, he's going to run. He's going to hit the ropes. He's going to be doing leapfrogs. He's in his worker gear, man. He's wearing worker boots now. He's got his trunks on. Now, are they going to – is is Elias, like, away on vacation? Are they going to split-screen this Patty Duke style? Uh, will there be some twin magic? Yes. That's what we need. He goes under the ring, and he has a quick gear change and comes out and switches personas. I do think we're going to see Elias in some form or fashion in a fake beard. And, you know, as the chat's pointing out, of course, Veer is the reason that Raw drew that number. Let's not play around, of course. The, the world wanted to see Veer, so Veer's just going to draw numbers no matter what. And that was a, a fun thing that they did with him. Not as ironic as I thought it would be, but uh, just kind of playing it straight. But, Veer, yeah, Elias and Ezekiel thing, I'm, I'm intrigued. We'll see how this goes. Well, Veer finally came last night, and the world is in a refractory period uh, today for <laughs> NXT uh but no i think with elias i mean this is you know i've been watching baskets lately on fx where zach galifianakis plays his own twin brother Great show. and uh they real i think we just really need twin antics 
with uh, Elias and Ezekiel, much, much like Chippendale baskets. Are we going to get Elias and Ezekiel as tag team champions where every match oh there's going to be an excuse as to why one of them isn't ringside? We need that. We need that. Wow, Hip Hop Hippie saying, Glenn, you look exhausted, but still handsome as hell. And I, I slept last night. I probably got a decent nine hours last night. I do like the suit. I think this uh, suits you well. I think you should be doing this every week. I, I ordered a bunch of clothes for Mania weekend. And then we didn't cover Stand and Deliver Live. People people just had to subsist and get by, Alfred, on my exclusive behind-the-scenes scoops on Stand and Deliver that I posted Friday night on Twitter. If you haven't checked that out, go uh, give it a look through. You will learn something. Even a retweet from Stand and Deliver's own Lou Diamond Phillips, I understand. Yes, yes. Uh, but Hip Hop Hippie is busting me. I'm not wearing pants. I'm just wearing the top part of the suit. I have gym shorts on. So, you know, got to keep it comfortable. Pants are overrated. I almost never wear pants for this podcast. Uh, exclusive. <laughs> uh, Mia Lee, 499, asking, is Toxic Attraction, the female undisputed era, bronze a bad SOB. That ending was crazy. Maybe we'll see his uncle made an appearance. The crowd was lit tonight. The crowd was angry. The crowd was close to lighting garbage on fire and tossing it in the ring with their palpable anger for many of the segments. Yes. You know what I don't like about this crowd is there's this new trend in NXT where they're indecisive now, where <laughs> there always have to be distractor, detractors. So if you chant something, there has to be half the crowd saying, no, you don't. So we want Ziggler. No, we don't. And then there was just like, uh, you are awesome. No, you're not. Or there's just always that <laughs> backlash. And I can't stand that. I understand. It is a little confusing. Uh, yeah, man. And that ending tonight, we'll talk about it. That was that was a crazy ending. They haven't wild. done something. They haven't done something like that in ages. And you know what? It is reminiscent of NXT 1.0 because they did the thing where they showed the Chiron, where you know all rights reserved, all that stuff, yeah. and then it goes away, and then they run the angle, which is something I always loved about the NXT 1.0 pay per views. At the end of a takeover, you'd have to really wait until the very end because they would wait to the last minute to roll out some big storyline twist and. I thought that was and well done. It's killed me, and I'm such a mark because Sunday at Mania and last night on Raw, same thing. I'm like, oh, now, now, now the Rock's gonna come out, right? Like now we think it's ended, and we're like, oh, that's it. But now the Rock's gonna come out, and I'm like, no, that was really it. <laughs> yeah, for a while got. afterwards, after they stopped doing that, I would kind of sit and wait to see what's coming next after the credits roll, and then they would just end the show. And so it was good to see that tonight. Yes. Uh, what else we got in the news? Well, our final story is Logan Paul. So it looks like mm. he's headed for a babyface turn. Logan Paul stole the show at WrestleMania. I thought he was fantastic as a heel. I thought he fits right into the wrestling world. But it looks like Logan Paul has reportedly negotiated a babyface turn into his deal with WWE. It is in his contract, according to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Radio, that Logan Paul is to be a babyface down the line. I don't agree with this at all. I mean... Here's the thing. It's hard enough getting any type of reaction from people. It's hard enough being considered your natural babyface or a natural heel. That means people care enough to react to you somehow. So Logan Paul's got all this built-in heat. Everybody knows that this guy is uh, kind of skews heel. And I think he needs to be running with this in a wrestling promotion. But it looks like he wants to be cheered as a babyface. You think that's going to work out, Glenn? I don't know. And here's the thing. I don't know much about Logan Paul because I'm in my 40s. Um, <laughs> he is... You know, he's had controversy. He's outspoken. I don't think you're supposed to like him. I think even his fans maybe think he's sort of like uh, he's he's like the human uh, equivalent of uh, Calvin, like peeing on a Ford logo. Like that's that's my take on who Logan Paul is. That's your stick. And it pains me to say this. He looked phenomenal in the ring. And um, oh, good thing Issa's not here. I think he, his performance was actually up there with Bad Bunny in terms of. And in fact, I'll go one step further. Bad Bunny, when he was doing some of his rope moves, Bad Bunny looked like, I'm a fan and I'm living my dream. Logan Paul just looked like, yeah, I'm just here and I'm wrestling. I there was agree. none of that. There was none of like that. Of this is my moment sort of things, you know? I 100% I'll take it. We love Issa, but I thought he looked better than Bad Bunny. I thought Bad Bunny was great. Bad Bunny looked good, and he did a good job with his spots and really kind of overachieved there. Logan Paul, I'm watching this guy like, this guy should be a wrestler. Yeah. Like, not that I don't think – I mean, Bad Bunny is a hip-hop superstar, and he's good at doing the moves that they rehearse and stuff like that. I was looking at Logan Paul like, 
they could bring him in as like a legit part-timer with yeah. storylines and everything like that, where it's not some celebrity attraction. It's an actual wrestler. This guy should be working. Like he's, he's that good. I think. I, I don't know enough about him to, to put him over in any other context, except to say in the ring, he looked like he belonged there. It was, and, and so much so that I'll admit this when that match started, a lot of people probably did the same thing I did where they're like, oh, what's going on on Twitter? I'm going to check my phone. Oh, same old, same old. Miz and his celebrity heel guy are going to get beat up. You know, watch this thing when the Mysterios do, you know, their dual 619s. And then when I started paying attention, it was just like, holy shit. And then when I watched the replays of the match, it was just, I mean, shocking. This was shockingly credible performance. Very great. I mean, a lot of the little things that, you know, usually celebrities don't know to do. They're so in their heads remembering their moves that they have to do. This guy was just melted, fit right into the wrestling world. Yeah, this wasn't Johnny Knoxville or Colin Jost or somebody where they're like, oh, I'm having fun with it, making fun of the tropes, you know, or Bad Bunny having his, uh, his uh, childhood dreams fulfilled. Yeah, this was shockingly credible. And I too, I really don't go to his YouTube. I'm very familiar with his boxing. I, you know, I, I was one of the people who were curious to see him uh, box Floyd Mayweather and see that kind of stuff. But I, I really don't know what he's famous for. I just know that he's a YouTuber. I'm, I know he does podcasting and he, he raps too. And, and he's got a huge following. And if he incorporates his wrestling into that, his following is going to eventually come with him. If this is one of the things that he's routinely doing. I think WWE needs to invest in this. Their audience needs to get younger and yeah. cooler. And like, this is Logan Paul. You say what you will about him, but he's a crossover star. He's a younger guy who appears to women who raps. So maybe you can get some of the black culture audience with him. But Logan Paul is in mainstream culture. And he's the type of star that needs to be on uh, pro wrestling in order for it to be somewhat mainstream again. There you go. I think he goes over the Miz in this feud. I can see it. I can absolutely see it. And if he's a babyface, it's a big mistake. If they don't change the course and they have to honor that contract, I think it's a huge mistake to make him a babyface because they're not going to treat him that way. Yeah. No, it was very shocking. One of the biggest surprises of the weekend. Yeah. What, what was the bigger surprise? That's a good question. I mean, Cody wasn't really a surprise. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, that's. Stone Cold wasn't really a surprise. I mean, we at, we sold it like it was a surprise. But. Maybe night two. Maybe Stone Cold night two. I mean, when they were actually well, doing the angle, you could kind of see where it was going. Maybe. And Vince's panic care. looked when Theory's music hit. I Vince love that. Like, <laughs> he just looks around <laughs> like he had PTSD or something. And he reacted to Austin Theory's music like Austin came out, like like the other Austin came out. I thought that was hilarious. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee did really well. Austin was a lot of fun. Yeah, so maybe maybe Logan was like the biggest genuine surprise because, like I said, I wrote that match off as you know maybe I'll take a nap, get something to eat. Like I had no expectations for that, and he was shockingly good. Yeah. Uh, Brian Berry four ninety nine saying Elias must have gone into Matt Hardy's Lake of Reincarnation. I'm, I'm here for this. I, I you know, I know um, people like their professional wrestling a certain way, but I'm all for zaniness in wrestling uh, when it clicks. Like, who knows if this is going to click? Yes, there is a universe where they do this angle, and it's like the worst angle we see all year. That could very much happen. But I can also see this. And Elias is a performer. We've got to give him credit. This guy's an incredible performer. Maybe not the greatest wrestler, but he's a very good performer. And I do think he'll be able to pull this off. I, I hope they don't go too hokey with this. But I hope they do it in a campy enough way that gets people on their side. Yeah. Stellar Justin Lopez, Buck 99, saying this is going to lead to Miz and Paul at WrestleMania in LA. I'll be shocked if they wait that long. Yeah, that's this isn't the type of angle I think they're going to invest a year in. But it, maybe we get the Paul brothers versus Miz and Morrison. Hmm. The hot tag Morrison, well, Morrison would have to come back. Yeah, the returning Morrison. Hot tag wrestling podcast, $5. And given Logan Paul's history, he's tried hard to change his public perception. So the face turn makes sense to me. Yeah, it's got to have something to do with like his PR team saying that if he's seen as a babyface in WWE, it'll help rehabilitate his image. But again, he needs to learn about this wrestling business, man, because when stories yeah. like this get out and the people who read these stories, unfortunately, is they constitute as a lot of WWE's audience who goes to these shows. So just like when it's leaked that Roman, the office is high on Roman Reigns and people say, oh, I'll show you. I'll be the judge of that. And then they turn on Roman Reigns. This is one of those things where now that this is out there that he wants to be a babyface, people are going to do the opposite. Just like Will oh, Smith yeah. saying, keep your keep my wife's name out of your mouth. 
Now, people are doing the opposite now. Like, you don't go and broadcast things like this. I know he didn't try to, but the fact that it leaked, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very tough for him. Brian Barry 499 saying, Edge and Priest is the house of black if you order off Wish. Wow. Well, that was a tweet that uh, was sent by Brody King, I believe. Ah. And he got a lot of back. A lot of people started crying about it. And uh, he had to tweet that he was just kidding, relax. But... It is a little house of blackie. I could see it. it I, I don't know. It's not really clicking. And it definitely didn't click last night when poor Priest was struggling through that promo and fans were chanting that they were idiots. And yeah, were they saying we are losers? And then they were saying that, the, you know, we are sheep. So this is a kind of a mess of a promo from these two. Not the greatest rollout. After Mania is always tough. I watched yeah. last night. I mean, I tuned. I didn't watch the first hour. I tuned in for the second hour. So I missed Cody's promo. But it was just like after a hot weekend of wrestling, no podcast last night. I was like, oh, let's turn this on and watch this for fun. It's very strange. Very strange experience. Yeah. What was it like? What did you think of uh, seeing Cody in WWE on an episode of Raw? I, did, I didn't I did see the promo. I saw the, the cuts because I saw the dark match footage after as well. Um, it, it is kind of crazy to me, you know, uh, just the whole. Ex- this would have been kind of like if uh, Dr. Dre released the chronic and then went back to Ruthless Records and signed a partnership <laughs> with Jerry Heller. That's yeah. what this was kind of like. Or like Dre going to Death Row now. I mean, or you know what it's like? It's like yeah. Snoop. He just bought, he became the well, CEO of Death Row. A little different. Yeah. A little yeah. different. So, it's a, yeah. It would be a little different if Cody bought WWE, but you know, it's a little similar. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy. I mean, this is, this is a fun time. A lot of going on. And this it's, is part of the reason why Saturday, Stand and Deliver was such a freaking afterthought. And by the way, I don't know if, uh, your thoughts about this. I don't, want, I don't want to kill the high of our love for the NXT 2.0. But then we get on the Mania podcast and both uh, Raj and Justin, like, oh, WWE can't wait to get out of that USA deal. Just take this back to pure developmental, you know, yada. Like basically NXT, like we shouldn't be doing this in public anymore. Like NXT is just straight up on its way out. Was their attitude? Um, I would not be surprised if, USA Network decided that they weren't happy with the viewership. I, I think the viewership is fine. I don't think it's like a disaster or it's falling off a cliff. It is lower than NXT 1.0 considerably, actually. But, it, you know, and it, it, some nights are scary in terms of, especially what they do in 18 to 49. But, I yeah. mean, I could see this going on in terms of as long as WWE is in bed with USA Network. USA Network has to be very careful with WWE. Once upon mm-hmm. a time, USA Network had a very high standard for what they wanted in terms of viewership. And like there was that tough enough show that actually did very well, but it wasn't good enough for USA. So they pulled it. This is a different world. WWE is like everything to USA right now. If they don't have WWE, they don't have a network really. So yeah. I don't think they have the leverage to be like, okay, we're going to pull NXT because it's not doing that well. Cause they don't have anything else. They don't have any shows anymore that they're able to really uh, captivate people with the way. They're and it's and WWE is turning a profit on it. They have to be. Uh, well, not NXT, the brand. I mean, it is a money loser in terms of having to train yeah. those guys, having to but do all that stuff. But the $30 million from USA... Doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. As a television show, that is... Helps greatly. Yes. What I'm saying, the cost difference of doing TV, still, it's a net positive, the extra work. Because what, what would happen yes. otherwise? You just keep everyone on $30,000 a year contracts, don't put them on TV, but they still have the Performance Center? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they they would have to do it either exclusively on WWE Network, um, maybe go on the road a little bit. It could be a blessing in disguise if this TV show got canceled because it is a tough thing having to see these athletes develop before your eyes because then it's like you're some maybe for some of these people you're always going to see them as somebody who's not that good and you're going to be biased oh. toward it even as they are improving and that's not fair to them. You know what it was? It was USA because back when it was on the network, we had no clue what the ratings were. And it was seen as a smashing success. Yes. And they go on the road and you hear about these sellouts. You know? Yeah, That's the yeah. key. The ratings are what hurt them. Sean Wiley, $5. One, Braun Breaker is a beast. Here, Cody will beat Roman. Wow. Two, Tony D'Angelo is going to be an interesting anti-hero face. Yeah. Uh, the Tony T segment was pretty interesting tonight. Love Tony D'Angelo, but the uh, AJ Galante portion of it was not uh, as smooth. But listen. As I tweeted, I would be nervous if I was around the go too. I wouldn't even be able to talk, Glenn. Yes. I wouldn't even be able to know what to say. Brian Berry, Buck 99, wonder if Butch challenges Roman. Probably not. If, yeah, if they have five seconds for a squash match, maybe. So we're going to get into this. I'm going to open up the results. But uh, Alfred, we got, we got an ad. 
We do have an ad. Look at Wrestling Inc. getting bigger every day. We have a new member of the Wrestling Inc. advertisement family, and it is a very familiar name to some of you. It is Save with Inc. Wrestling Inc. is helping make home ownership easy by partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage. If you're ready for your next home, hurry over to SaveWithInc.com now. Stop throwing away your money on rent. You can own a home with as little as no money down. Get into your next house and save with Inc. at SaveWithInc.com. Here are some more details from the one and only Tony Schiavone, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy this clip. Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. Maybe it's time to buy a house. Buying my house was one of the best decisions of my life. And I want to tell you, I want that for you and your family. It's a competitive market right now when it comes to buying a house. I suggest you lean on the advice of an expert. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. Whose house? Your house. Go to SaveWithWink.com. Save with Wink. W-I-N-C. Save with Wink. I'm sorry. Okay. SaveWithWink.com. Just as it's spelled on the lower third. Yes. Uh, very exciting to have them as part of the Wrestling Inc. family. So let's talk about the NXT tonight. Oh, and what a night it was. I, You know what? I think that crowd was either people that traveled back from Mania today for NXT or people that didn't go and were a little bitter that they weren't there in Dallas. Yeah, I think that might be what it was, is they're trying to kind of show up that crowd, but maybe there was some bitterness in there that they weren't part of that actual crowd. Um, so they were just trying to do an impression of the Raw after Mania crowd, and they failed. So Braun Breaker came out cutting a promo. Now, he did not win the title on Saturday, went it back from Dolph last night on Raw, just crazy to think about. Uh, and then came out tonight and got a promo and the crowd's chanting, we want Ziggler and the others <laughs> chanting. No, we don't. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's part of that theme where you'll get that kind of split crowd. And it was unfortunate for Braun Breaker because this is a promo that he's cutting about how he's brought the title back home. We did it. We got that outsider. Yet these fans, when they're home, are chanting for the outsider. They're chanting for Dolph Ziggler, even though the story is supposed to be that he's brought the title home and he's kept it home in NXT and some main roster guy hasn't won it. But unfortunately, in these crowds, the main roster stars are always going to be seen as bigger stars. And I think we saw that play out for Stan and Deliver with Mandy Rose getting a huge reaction from that crowd um, and uh, them cheering for really the main roster stars over the NXT guys. Well, he's... Uh, interrupted by Gunther tonight who challenges him for a match and it became a title match. I thought it was a title match, but they made clear it was a title match. I could see this uh, with, before that ending, I could have seen Gunther winning this tonight and Braun going to the main roster. Sure. Based on Raw. Yeah, I could uh, think of something like that. I, I mean, I thought that might have been something that happened tonight. I was really surprised that they actually gave this whole match away and everything in the finish. I thought this is your program for your next big show or, you know, they're not necessarily doing pay-per-views, but your next TV special, Gunther and Braun Breaker would be a great kind of one-on-one match with Gunther getting the big win at Santa Deliver, but nope. Yeah, but because of the way they did the ending, I think maybe Braun's sticking around for all either that or maybe uh, Harland is going to be our new champion with Gacy as his mouthpiece. Oh, Lord. I mean, I could see Braun sticking around. I, I think he should. I know that they're high on him. And listen, he gets to be on Raw. They had him in a match on Raw. If they want him on the main roster, I think what they're doing is smart, is you have him in these showcase matches as the NXT champion, and then eventually you ease him in on the Raw roster. He, he can still get, quote-unquote, called up and compete on Raw while still wrestling for NXT. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they should do it with Braun for the foreseeable future. Well, last night on Raw was the best Raw crowd for him to wrestle in front of because they all knew NXT and him. He still didn't get a huge reaction. I mean, could you imagine if uh, six years ago, the same night we were all in the building and Enzo and Cass made their debut in Dallas, if Finn Balor had shown up and like wrestle rematch Samoa Joe for the NXT title or something? That would have been, that would have blown the roof off the place. Back when NXT was super hot, something like this would have been great if they were to take some of these guys in the Raw after Mania when you know that crowd's going to know them. And that could have changed the trajectory of how they're seen later on down the line. I think if Vince would have seen 
how some of these roster mania crowds would have reacted to some of the older NXT guard. I think he's looking at that like, man, maybe when we call this guy up, we should really give him a push. Yeah. It's a very different time. It's very, very weird. Uh, well, Creed took on Imperium tonight and uh, Creed got a win at night for Imperium. How much longer is Imperium together after uh, these losses? I mean, I think they're all going to be together, especially the tag team is going to be together. I don't know what they would do as singles. I mean, they really don't. I know all the professional wrestling people love them. They didn't do nothing for me. They have no personality. I know they're supposed to be these like henchmen who are just kind of serious and they play the role well and they're mm-hmm. great wrestlers. They, their wrestling looks fantastic. I don't care. I can never tell them apart. I don't care about Imperium. Make me care. I want them to make me care about them somehow. I just don't. I care about Walter and I think they're mm-hmm. good henchmen for him. But when they're wrestling, who gives a shit? But uh, the Creed brothers looked fine. Do you think the average uh, wrestling fan gets the Julius and Brutus uh, reference with their names? It's very literature. It's a Greek mythology. I, I think maybe if, if they think about it enough, yeah, I think it's broad enough that they should get it. Yeah. Well, we just need Brutus to portray Julius and get yes. an et tu Brute. Because you know, you know WWE has some cliche line when they split up, like, you know, <laughs> et tu Brutus! <laughs> Stellar Justin Lopez, 499. You take your time with Braun. My fear is he goes to the main roster. This soon they'll push him down on through. So he'll get rejected like Roman was. I mean, the main roster is just in a weird place right now. In fact, Roman is part of the reason why WWE, the main roster, is in such a weird predicament. And now if, uh, Brock's gone. So we've got like one guy, best to hell, hope his triceps doing okay. Uh, because there's no one else. I mean, I'm, this isn't me like promo wise. This is like just the legit facts. There was no one else on his level in terms of how WWE books them or pushes them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I could see what Justin's saying playing out. I mean, kind of to the point earlier in terms of when these things get leaked out that people know that the office is high on somebody. And I don't agree with this, by the way, it's very counterintuitive by this wrestling uh, fan base, but when they find out that somebody is going to get pushed, they tend to reject it. They tend to kind of look Mm -hmm. at that as, well, why is he getting pushed over my favorite wrestler? And so hopefully, because I think everybody understands that they're high on Braun Breaker, but hopefully they don't do too much too soon with him. Well, Creed got attacked tonight after the match and we finally learned i don't know what this had to do with the boston area code but uh pretty deadly from nxt uk yeah it's like the opposite of the boston area code are they talking about like the tea party days when england still owned boston like what it's the opposite i don't know why what the connection is for the 761 area code and these gentlemen pretty deadly now pretty deadly they have a really good look but they also kind of look like manchester's hottest djs from the early 90s they do like they're opening yeah. for the Chemical Brothers, you know, <laughs> across Europe this fall. I, I will say this stylistically, I think this is going to be a lot of fun because the Creed Brothers are like the opposite of these guys. are pretty deadly. Like yeah. They're like borderline metrosexual, pretty boys with their long hair. I've seen enough of them in NXT UK. Not too much, but I've seen a couple of the matches. They're really one of the guys who stood out to me when I was watching, when I watched a couple of episodes of NXT UK. This is during the pandemic when there was nothing going on. I was watching all the wrestling. They stood out to me, and I think they're going to be good for the Creed Brothers in terms of a feud because they're just so different than the Creed Brothers. And by the way, I want everyone to know this, that when I affectionately make fun of something, I, I, th- I hope people can see the difference of me affectionately making fun of something that I like versus like just genuinely despising something like, like Joe Gacy. <laughs> like, like, bring me Pretty Deadly as like the white Millie Vanilli, and I am here for it. And we get like a lip syncing scandal. No, but they look like Savage Garden. Like these guys are very attractive, very kind of throwback look. And if they can wrestle, you know what? I'm on board. That's all I, I need like, to see. The white Millie Vanilli might be a fire gimmick for these guys. I, I kind of like that. Well, I just look at some of the photos of them online and like the way they dress and whatnot. I was just kind of like, it's got like they look like a pop duo. Yeah, they do. They, I mean, it's just it's very Euro. It's yeah. There's something. These guys have something. I think they're going to be good heels because obviously this crowd didn't seem to know them too well, which, you know, they're NXT UK guys who I'm sure this crowd doesn't watch too much of it. But if they develop these guys on TV, I think they're going to be something. Yeah. No. And even Pretty Deadly is a name. It's like Pretty Poison. It is sort of like a late 80s pop dance name, you know, but I like it. I'm into it. I thought they looked good in their attack tonight. I'm uh, actually really excited to learn more about them and see their matches and their former NXT 
UK tag champs. In fact, they used to be Lewis Halley and Sam Stoker, but now they're Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. <laughs> What's the second one's name? Elton Kit, Prince. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. <laughs> so there's just names of like 80s stars. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but this is going to be good. Uh, we saw toxic attraction backstage cutting a promo not happy about losing their titles we saw cameron grimes we saw lash legend preparing the back and nikita lions getting ready then we had grimes cut out and cut a promo talking about uh winning the nxt north american championship and he's confronted by solo sokoa so they're gonna face each other next week for that championship uh what do you think about grimes's win i like grimes's win I love me some Cameron Grimes. Once upon a time, I picked him as the person who was going to break out the most coming out of the pandemic. And, you know, I feel like he did a great job, but I just, this iteration of Cameron Grimes where he's more human and grounded is not doing it for me. I, I think yeah. this guy, he's got so much charisma and he's such a character that they just need to let him loose. And I actually yeah. do think this is going to be one of the rare times where we see somebody defend a title for the first time and lose it. I think Solo Sokoa is winning this match. The mistake with Cameron Grimes is like we watched four Ernest Goes to Camp movies and then we said, but who's Ernest as a person? <laughs> we Ernest really has an existential crisis. Yes, we need to know Ernest and we have to understand him and what makes him and his relationship with Vern and that will really take it to the next level. <laughs> That's actually like the perfect analogy for this. By the way, Ernest Goes to Jail like is legitimately a great comedic film. I think that was my favorite of all the Ernest because he plays two roles he plays yeah. the death row inmate as well and uh he does a fantastic job playing both roles it's very yeah. good very very good uh but yeah so uh cameron grimes the Ernest p Worrell of wwe nxt 2.0 let's get to know him as a person to figure out what makes him tick hopefully if he loses hopefully that opens something up in him and he changes his character because of it yeah we'll see what happens CJ Hennessy, Buck 99, Elton Prince. Wasn't that Velveteen Dream? I mean, if you looked at his ring gear, it's kind of what he was going for. Yeah, it's kind of, there's something there. There's something there. People are saying uh, they're not getting audio. Well, one person said that. I'm just checking and making sure now on this feed. Oh, no, I'm hearing audio. There we go. So, uh, but no, with Solo Sokoa and uh, Cameron Grimes, I think that'll be really good. Joe Gacy got three promo segments technically tonight two backstage with harland can we talk about this can we talk Let's about talk this? about it so joe gacy is at dealey plaza on the grassy <laughs> no because i guess they couldn't get into the book depository <laughs> and is saying that in the time of tragedy it was amazing how america came together and then worked himself through a maze about how if we don't all learn to love one another something bad might have to happen again. Like it was a weird threat that he was making. And like, did they just think, Oh, it's been almost 60 years. Like no one's going to get upset about the JFK assassination. Yeah. Like, I did exactly what I thought. I think they've thought that it's been litigated enough to where we could <laughs> finally joke about it. Okay. We were complaining last week that, Joe Gacy kind of lost his teeth and he wasn't yes. really edgy anymore. He was just some guy who was saying inclusiveness and we didn't know what he meant. At least they're going the edgy route again with him. Yeah, it's 60-year-old heat. 60-year-old heat <laughs> at this point. Very you know? outdated reference, but I get why they did it. They're in Dallas. Uh, so I guess they figured, well, if we're going to be edgy with this guy, what's the edgiest thing you could do in Dallas? Dallas Cowboy joke or Dealey Plaza? And they chose Dealey Plaza, I guess. Now, I did have to admit when I was trying to make the joke about the insensitivity, even making the joke about the insensitivity, I had to go backwards, further away. I had to say, where is he going to be next? You know, uh, uh, Ford's Theater, perhaps, uh, Pearl Harbor. You, you know, see. I had to go back. Couldn't go. No, see, I can't, you can't go forward because then you're legitimately going to offend someone. Oh, you know, if, if JFK is on the press, but you can't go. You got to go back. You got to go further back. You know, so tragedy. we're going to get like a Lindenberg promo from Joe Gacy. That would make perfect sense. Perfect sense. Um, But OK, also, though, because he didn't spell it out, I think half the audience was like, when the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, it's only us older folks that even understood this. Yeah, like you were talking about the Julius and Brutus right, reference. Yeah. I think far less people would get a Dealey Plaza reference. Although the average audience of NXT is like 63. So who are we kidding oh, here? Maybe the 62-year-olds are like, oh, I remember being a kid when that happened. 
oh shit and you know what the really funny part is joe gacy's real last name is ruby like jack ruby really yeah which is the americanized version of my last name rubenstein because jack ruby i believe his original name was some variation so yeah joe gacy is joseph ruby holy shit that even makes this more just like <laughs> so like joe gacy is your ezekiel is that, is, that, is that what's gonna happen I would love to be in a tag team with Joe Gacy. <laughs> That'd be fire. Now you would just be a lot of me like, you can't say that dude. Like, get, <laughs> like, like, or just like, like pick a side, man. You know, you really want to piss people off. Say this. Yeah. And we really, then we really get the death threats and the hate mail. Um, so I don't even know what these two promos, the first two promos were tonight, but it all makes sense when we saw the, the go home segment with what he did. We made, made sense where this was all built, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I never watched the movie JFK, the Oliver Stone film. Supposedly it's quite good, but I've never seen it. Oliver Stone isn't really missed. You know what else is good that I think didn't get the respect it does is his film on George W. Bush. I thought was really good. W. I didn't see that either. I heard that was good. Yeah. We got, we got a backlog. You know, I finally watched for the first time the other night, Moscow on the Hudson with Robin Williams. I'd never seen that before. Okay. And it's not a comedy. He plays a Russian immigrant and they marketed it like a comedy in the eighties, but you watch it's actually like kind of a serious film. It was very nice though. And then last night, I don't know how they screwed this up. We watched I Come in Peace with Dolph Lundgren and Brian Ben-Ben, and there's an alien that keeps saying I Come in Peace and then, like, murdering people. And this was a boring, stupid film. This should have been, like, an awesome late 80s, early 90s buddy cop movie, and it was just ridiculous. So like, not as good as Mars movie. Attacks. Well, no. Is anything as good? Mars Attacks, though, is a little different, you know? But yeah. buddy cop films, I think, uh, I think Running Scared with Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines is still the best. Then, you know, you got your lethal weapons, your tango and caches, everything on down from there. That's good. Thought, tango uh, and cash, highly underrated. Rush Hour's in there. Rush uh, Hour's good. Yeah. I like a good buddy cop film. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we should have buddy cops in a tag team in NXT. They're police officers. They're undercover trying to bust Tony D'Angelo. Well, they were trying to do something like that with uh, the fashion police. I mean, they were kind yes. of buddy cops. I mean, explains why I love the fashion police. Yeah. I mean, they are missed. I don't know why they thought that was not worth the cost to keep them around for consistently great, te not good television, consistently great television. I agree. Um, so we got a recap of Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell in Dallas. Did they cut the belt reference from tonight's re-airing of this? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I didn't really look, look for it, but they might've, I didn't hear any, any reference to belt during this package. Yeah. But they did Saturday. It was like one of the racier, yeah. like uh, edgier, more sexual references they've ever made. Uh, but then we had Dexter Duke Hudson versus Dexter Loomis follow this up and uh, it ended with a double count out and just both couples going at it. On the side of the ring. We got some Bukaki outside of the ring. Let's do it. Uh Softcore. Alfred. Softcore Bukaki, of course. All that for, USA never could show us. For couples. And this is when the crowd chanted, This is stupid. Or they, they were chanting that was stupid while they were rolling around outside. <laughs> they those four like I'm talking about the real people. I'm not talking about the characters. Like whatever the real names are, Dexter. Indy, Duja and Index must have felt like complete idiots rolling around together on the floor and have this crowd completely wholesale reject them. How was the wedding? How was the wedding segment so brilliant and this was so terrible? Yeah, I mean, this isn't my favorite. This is what they've been doing is they've just been trying to find an excuse for all of them to. It, it feels like they're building to like being swingers. If I didn't know any better and I'm watching and I don't know WWE's tendencies. I'm thinking if I'm watching this in a vacuum, like, okay, so they're building to where they're going to switch partners or like, that's what that, it kind of seems like. I would be, I, I would do the double entadre innuendo and being like, so next week we're going to, we're going to swap. We're going to swap. Yeah, sure. Let's switch it up. Let's swap. Let's swap. And then they have a mixed tag match with, yeah, different, different partners. <laughs> so it's like, swing. <laughs> it's like swinging, but like with the wrestling version. Or it was like my idea where I miss legitimately miss swinging on a swing set and seeing how high I can go. And they should talk about, they're going to try swinging next week. And then they go down to like, uh, you know, a park and they're, and they're just pushing each other on the swings. That's, Dex that's what I would do if I was in charge of NXT. 
Dexter swinging on a swing set with just that deadpan face with Indy pushing Com- him would be the funniest gold. thing. Comic hilarious. Gold. Somebody like HBK blocked me on Twitter. Somebody pitch HBK these ideas. God, I'd be heartbroken if he did. A lot of famous people have me blocked. I'd be heartbroken if HBK was one of them. No, HBK, JBL. There's like a few other ones where I think I just got tagged in something and they just blocked everybody. Yeah. In the. It's terrible because HBK, I got ideas. I got ideas for you, Sean. You're missing out, man. Going to help take NXT 2.0 back to the top. It's not a lot of fame. It's a couple. It's not that much. It's mostly CM Punk. CM Punk fought you. <laughs> He's got a lot of people blocked. I'm still getting over William Shatner blocking me. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, uh, but no, I need to need to make that get unblocked because I got I got gold. Because right now, when I tweeted this last night, uh, NXT 2.0 is becoming the Windows Vista of NXT. In that, it's like, can we just downgrade back? I really liked the the interface before. Yes, there are some good new features. I understand the benefits of this, but I'm just comfortable to what I'm used to to working with. You yeah. know. I just bring back Windows 98. Dude, I kept Windows 98 installed on a machine until like 2005. Good. I don't blame you. Yeah. It might have peaked then. In fact, I had Windows XP installed on a machine up until about three years ago. Still. Long after they even stopped supporting it. Uh, not like my primary machines. Uh, but I, And I say this about the Vista comparison. I'm trying to get used to Windows 11 from Windows 10 because I just got a new laptop. It's just... It's tough to adjust. It's tough to, and that's what NXT 2.0 is like. It's like a, a forced upgrade that we're not, you know, entirely comfortable with yet. Um, so the NXT uh, Women's Tag Team title match: Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And hey, if you didn't like how this match turned out on Saturday, just wait a couple days because uh, tonight Gigi and JC won it back. What did you think of the match? I thought it was an okay match. Um, I was. Kind of surprised that Raquel and Dakota lost the title. So now that means they've had two title reigns over four days. I, I think that might be a record. I don't think anybody in WWE history has had two title reigns, and the combined reign is four days. Uh, it's definitely probably an NXT record. But um, it looks like they're going to break off into – maybe they're going to get Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai back together because I always yeah. thought that they deserved to run with those tag team titles. And then Raquel might go off with Mandy Rose. And it's weird that when it's weird that Wendy Chu wasn't in Stand and Deliver, like didn't get her big moment in this because she's the breakout star. I'm sorry, and I love Dakota Kai, uh, love Raquel, but come on, like Wendy, like she's in the top five most over performers in NXT right now. Yeah, and I thought her and Dakota were doing well. I thought I think her and Dakota just watching. Listen, Raquel's great, and she's a great single star. I thought Dakota and Wendy Chu, just watching all the tag team matches, are a better team than Raquel and Dakota. I, I just think they have more, you know, chemistry. They do more double team mover maneuvers. I just think they're better and they mesh better as a tag team. So I'd like to see them chase the title now. And then Raquel, I think, is just better as a single. Yeah. Uh, and Dakota's going to face uh, Mandy Rose next week for the women's title. A lot of championship matches next week. The men's tag titles on the line, yeah. North American championship, that. Like, so who knows? It's almost like a TV special. The, the way they're doing, they usually don't do every title is going to be on the line unless they're doing some pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, Man, Gacy with this promo really was leaning into it, talking about uh, chaos defining a person, what happens when your family, you know, what something happens to that. Like this just all makes sense in hindsight. The master plan of Joe Gacy. Yeah. Then we had AJ Galante. Okay, so what's AJ Galante's story? I was reading about this. His father worked in sanitation and bought him a minor league hockey team that was one of the most violent hockey teams in the minor leagues was aj like on a reality show or something look he was a gm of the thrashers is what i'm hearing about aj galante but he's that famous just as like he didn't he's not from reality tv like what's the reason why was he just something on like a netflix show why should somebody know who he is yeah i don't know who he is and I, i i saw a lot of people actually kind of say oh my god it's aj galante uh, and I think it is when he was a GM for this hockey team because I did look him up. Like, am I supposed to know this guy during Stand and Deliver? And that's what I found out about him is that he the hockey background. Yeah. Um, well, I want to know about anyone that's associating with Tony D'Angelo. Oh, maybe he's wearing a wire. Maybe he's going to turn state's evidence oh. on Tony D'Angelo. AJ the rat. Yes. Solid, solid angle. But AJ was initiating Tony tonight as the dawn of NXT. Well, Don, um, 
<laughs> the sunset on Don tonight for AJ Galante because that was uh, it was not the great. He was clearly struggling to remember his line. This poor guy. He probably listen. It's his first time cutting a promo, and they gave him a long promo to cut this big formal thing that was supposed to be initiating Tony. And and so listen, they got through it. They did what they did, and uh, moving forward until he gets more comfortable on the mic, maybe keep it short for AJ Galante. Yeah, just a little, a little much. Um, but I thought this was Tony. You know, I felt like the crowd was turning on Tony a little bit tonight because he didn't thank uh, us in Wrestling Inc. Yes, I think that's what the crowd was furious with is that, you know, he's got to thank his day ones. You know, if you don't have your day ones, you got nothing. And we were his day ones. So we should have been top of mind in that promo. Tony, it's all about respect. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Like NSYNC tried to tell us in the song Pop. Uh, but no, I think uh, some thanks would be nice. But uh, what does he do now that he's the Don? And then this was a little uncomfortable running into Santos Escobar and the way that they were portraying Santos Escobar being like, you know, I know a thing or two about wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but this could be a good feud nonetheless. But still, like, this could get very uncomfortable very quick. Yeah, I would like to see Tony D'Angelo's family built up a little more before he goes at Legado del Fantasma. I do expect maybe more people to come and join Tony D'Angelo in his stable so that he can fight with Legado del Fantasma. Uh, but it'll be interesting because it's not going to be a title. I was expecting him to be in the Joe Gacy role, really, honestly, to now start going after Braun Breaker, maybe go after sure the up. North American title. But they're kind of holding it off. And I think that's kind of good because maybe they're not going to let him chase a title until he's ready to win it. Well, I think uh, Santos is going to be running for uh, the Don of NXT. You know, that's yeah. it's going to be like the million dollar title sort of thing. That's like a sentimental title. Are they going to give him a ring now? Are they going to do the diamond diamond ring thing where he gets a ring on his pinky to signify that he's a Don? Yes. We shall see. Um, so, oh, here we go. No, nothing. Can't complain about this at all. Nikita Lions versus Lash Legend. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll admit I was very nervous that these two were getting together in terms of, you know, level experience. They can pull off a, a whole match without it falling apart. It, it was fine. I thought it was just fine. Not a perfect match. Nikita Lyons looks very good. Lash Legend is like an all-world athlete, so I'm not worried yeah. about her eventually catching on. So she's going to catch on. I know it's early, and, you know, all these wrestling fans, keep get your shots in. They hate strangers. Get your shots in now about the Lash Legend because, you know, this time in a year, uh, I she sticks with it. There's no way I, I see her not improving immensely. But Nikita Lyons has got something. I really like Nikita, and I think they should um, really be building her up and kind of bringing her along slowly. But she's doing she's doing well. These were two remarkably athletic women given time to have a real match with a lot of back and forth. I think they both have huge star quality. Was it the best match we've seen in the last couple of days? No, but it was really good. It was really solid. And I hope it was the start of the feud. I hope they get to keep working this at the performance center and really show what they can do tonight. I hope was, uh, you know, an appetizer for what we're going to see with a longer feud with them, because I don't think they got anywhere else to put either of them right now. They're in their own little island, aside from uh, everything that's going on with Toxic Attraction. Yeah, you're right. And I really like what Lash is doing with that talk show. I thought that was a great way to use her while she learns, you know, the business in terms of full-length wrestling matches and stuff like that. I think Lash Legend is a great character. I think she's good at talking. I think she's great at her role in terms of that uh, Wendy Williams-type host. So I think they should be doing more of that to get her over before she goes in there and wrestles these long matches. And after she hit that suplex tonight, people chanting suplex city and Nikita, uh, man, Nikita is like, um, she could fulfill on all the promise. I think of what they wanted Nia Jax to be, because I think Nikita's got just, just, she's better in the ring. Yes. Moves better, you know, and uh, a lot crisper and she, you know, she does a lot of these kind of shoot fighting type moves, yeah. but doesn't hurt anybody with, you know, just hits right on the money it's not easy to hit some of these kicks that she was hitting and some of the stuff they're letting her do is not easy. So it shows that a, they've got faith in her to pull this off and B she's got a lot of great body control in terms of being able to do these karate type moves and pulling her punches and kicks. Yeah. Very precise, very smooth. Like everything chains together. Um, yeah. I, I think um, this could be really good if they just keep this going. 
I was impressed with this and uh, I like the spot that they got tonight. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but then we got the title match for the NXT title, Gunther versus Braun Breaker. I got to admit, I thought Gunther was going to win this and Braun's going to the main roster. Uh, they let them go for like a good 15 or 20 minutes. Braun, though, retained the win. So let me ask you, do you think Gunther, I mean, Walter, the dominant force in NXT and NXT UK, I feel like that's dead now with Gunther because, uh, yeah, he's just not, it's not the same, man. Yeah, I don't know what this was because I felt like they were really building up Gunther and apparently this is what they were building him up for and I don't agree with it because he's winning on TV, he's chopping the hell out of people, he's got those loud chops, he's got this air of invincibility and I, you know, I don't agree with beating him at this point and I thought he was going to be on this long winning streak until you get Braun versus Gunther which I think could be a match that you build up on TV for a nice rating but the fact that they did this unannounced and they just beat Gunther I mean I'm sure he'll be fine, I'm sure they've got plans for him but I didn't think this was it. And I think he took a couple of steps back tonight. Ooh, Iron Meds. Good call. That uh, Lash and Nikita would make a great tag team. I mean, they would just destroy the women's division in NXT as a tag team. Yeah, that might be a great um, way to, to use them in terms of this kind of like a destructive, dominant tag team that just beats the hell out of people. Kind of like what they were doing with um, Luke Harper and Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tamia, but like the, the Bludgeon yeah. Brothers, where they were yeah. these two monsters. And I thought they did a good job of that. Yeah, man. No, I think that would be good for now. Because the problem is you can't, you cannot put Nikita in a singles match. I'm sorry, against any single member of Toxic Attraction. Maybe Raquel. Raquel maybe looks like she could really hold her own with Nikita. But just in terms of like physical dominance, you're really going to have to work hard to tell a story for Nikita to lose to yeah. someone that she can, is just faster than stronger than and has such dominance over, you know? Yeah. And, and I even think this match between Nikita and um, Lash Legend, they could have held off on. And because I want to see Nikita just squash people. I think she's impressive yeah. enough to where just seeing her squash people and kind of throw people around, kick the hell out of them. That's impressive. So if they do that for a month or two, they, they, they'll really build her up better. And if I'm going to give any note, she almost needs to stop having such a good time. You know, when she's like mouthing along with her entrance music and stuff, like you could tell, like, get it. You're living the dream. I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy. This is all going so well, but now we need to start talking about character. Yeah. It is uh, kind of jarring that she is playing a monster heel, but her gimmick is kind of having a good time wrapping up lyrics for a song. Cause she's saying it. It is a little jarring. I'll, I'll give you that. That was always my Her. thing with that's my thing with Raquel, actually. Raquel's got yeah. this beautiful smile and stuff like that, but I think she's got such a great face in terms of an imposing person when she's angry. She's like got this terrifying, angry face, but they insist on having her smile and, and do all that stuff. And I think it takes away from it. It's the same problem there with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman looked menacing the first time he was around Alexa and he smiled and I saw those dimples. I just wanted to grab those cheeks. Right? Yeah, he looks like a baby. Yeah. I mean, he legitimately has a baby face. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think, and Nikita and Lash together could, they could pull off being kind of like happy badasses, just sort of dominating the entire women's division as a tag team. Uh, Sergio Cortez about Gunther saying his mama named him Walter. I'm going to call him. (laughs) Did you notice the crowd started chanting for Gunther? They're, They're starting to turn in terms of this crowd calling him Gunther. Yeah. Well, great. The good news is. He's he's Gunter. Bad news is Gunter lost to Braun Breaker tonight. And it's an afterthought. There ain't gonna be no rematch because Joe Gacy and Harlan got uh Braun Breaker's father kidnapped. The way they started that promo with saying, like, this is your dad, and then zoomed out to him tied up, that is one of the best production yeah. shots NXT has ever done. Absolutely. I I, I thought this was a, a good way to go off the air. And they said we're gonna teach an old dog new tricks so here's what i'm thinking for this is that by next week they have rick steiner fully trained as like a best in show dog you know at the westminster dog show which does air on usa network and we open nxt next week with a dog obstacle course that rick steiner he runs between the sticks he goes up the stairs he does all that stuff and then it's broken up by um brom breaker i think that's how you open nxt next week wow there you go best in show Ricard Steiner. I mean, this main event was good tonight. Um, but yeah, I think uh, 
with Braun, I feel like we're going to keep getting this. Should we get to invest in this? Like, it, like I feel like every single feud he's going to be in could be his swan song for the foreseeable future, because it does seem like he's got the most upward mobility of anyone uh, in there. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5 saying Nikita's absolutely babyface. She is, but I wonder though, you almost need to present her though as like a stone cold, like a cool baby face. And let me give you an example. Someone in the chat was talking about Rhea Ripley. And by the way, like take my money, Rhea Ripley versus Nikita Lyons. That would be yeah. a fantastic program. The number one thing that killed Rhea was when they did for her match at Charlotte for the NXT championship, when they had Rhea in WrestleMania stadium, tearing up, talking about living the dream. Like she's a dominant bat. Like Rhea was never a heel. In my opinion, mm -hmm. Rhea was even when they were holding her up. Remember, after she won the NXT women's title and she was the champion of NXT, she was still a badass babyface. She was a hero, but she wasn't like a bad guy. And I think yeah. with Nikita, you could do her as, uh, you know, like a, she has to be like a, a Stone Cold or a Han Solo type badass. I don't think you want her like doing the aw shucks thing. Yeah. Kind of like an anti hero. Yeah. I mean, well, think about her original promo. My dad was a rock star. My mom was a groupie. I grew up on the road. I was beating people up. And my dad said, yo, you got to stop beating people up. Yeah, that's not a smiling baby face story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started dancing. I started rapping. Let's not focus on the freestyle promo she caught, but she is indeed living her truth. Uh, and in everything that they've done since then, though, I mean, she's cool, man. Like, she is cool. And I think that there is a time in any wrestler's career when you want to get the sense that they're living their childhood dream but if you do that too soon it you know i'm not here to watch somebody like live it out because they're such a fan of the business and they love the business you know first and foremost you're here because you're very talented and you earn your spot and you're good at what you do yeah and, and another thing i will say is they're really getting that pin over for for assortment of reasons but that split-legged pin that she has like the day, if they do this right, the day somebody kicks out of that, it's going to be an enormous pop because that's when you know it's over and it's a very unique pin and she's beating everybody with it. So they're doing a good job building that up to where when she does have one of these epic matches, a cool spot will be if somebody kicks out of that. And I don't see anyone kicking out of that right now. Hopefully not for a long time. Hopefully they go like a year or so without anybody kicking out of that. Yeah, it's going to be. But, but like, you can't tell. And look, and I love Cora Jade, but you cannot tell me Cora Jade could get out of that like has like the strength if nikita is wrestling as dominant as she is you can't tell me that it's going to be credible to have like you're going to really have to make me believe that somebody can go total lash actually looks like she does have the prowess and physicality to do it yeah yeah cora jade would be a tough sell they need like a prostate doctor to get her out of there in terms of her actually getting out of <laughs> christ <laughs> <laughs> Based on the differences of you. <laughs> no, that's the Wrestling Inc. podcast this week. Folks. Oh, come on! I can say it. <laughs> it's a big, big cheeks together. You know, <laughs> there's some great prostate doctors in Florida. I hear so you know. You so when you send your angry tweets to Alfred and you're typing <laughs> at this is nasty, you should just have a light bulb go off and be like, with the Twitter name like that, can I really? Yeah. Can I really? <laughs> Like, I'm just being on brand here. <laughs> oh man. Anyhow, uh, no, I think Gunther uh, versus Braun tonight. It was a good main event. Nikita versus Lash. I like you said. I was worried about that because neither of them has a huge amount of experience. They got like the money slot tonight in the show to be going on when they did, and um, yeah, like. This, this was good tonight. I enjoyed this more than what I saw of Raw last night. And I actually, you know what? I'm going to say, this, I'll go one further. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver was okay. I could see that. I mean, Stand and Deliver, just because of the ladder match, I thought was excellent. I it was thought very that good. put it over the top. Um, but I will say, in terms of enjoyment level, in terms of a show that seemed like more was going on, comparing this to Raw, I felt like we learned more on Stan and on tonight's show in terms of where they're going moving forward. There were more angles that were done. Raw built up to Roman Reigns saying, stay tuned for SmackDown. Then I'll tell you what happens. Couldn't this had a couple it. of angles. Like this yeah. had a few angles on it that I thought were pretty good. Could you imagine if at the end of Raw, Brock Lesnar had kidnapped like yeah. Roman's family? 
Yeah, Afa and CK's got him locked up. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had The Rock. If we had The Rock come on yeah. screen, you'd go like, Roman, it's your cousin The Rock, and then we zoomed out, and Brock Lesnar has The Rock tied up. <laughs> Holy shit. That would have been the ending to all endings. Those people would have just been pissed that, you know, The Rock isn't in the building. It's like, wait, you got The Rock and he's backstage? Pure WWE. That would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> Uh, but no, this caps a pretty good five day run of wrestling. Uh, I mean, SmackDown Friday was nothing. Yeah. Sanded over the ladder match, you're right, was really good. A lot of the rest, though, mm. and I mean, they didn't sell out American Airlines, they tarped off the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were not. I mean, it's more, it's a big crowd for what NXT 2.0 is used to, but it was not for American Airlines yeah, Center, not what it used to be. Nothing, yeah. But Mania, what was, what was your favorite thing of Mania? This weekend. I thought Pat McAfee stuff was incredible. I, I love the Austin stuff and whatnot, but I thought just the presentation of Pat McAfee, everything until that horrible match with Vince where they beat him, which I still don't understand. I just thought that moment of Pat McAfee, the things that I went back and watched, it was that Bianca and Becky Lynch, I'm ready to say, is the greatest women's match in WrestleMania history. I don't oh. think it's that close. Uh, oh. It is kind of close, but I think that is the greatest women's match in WrestleMania history, Bianca. And it's already one of like my favorite matches of the year, and I've watched it a few times, so that was one of my favorites. But the Pat McAfee stuff, just how over this guy was to this crowd with the White Stripe, Seven Nation Army, and they just did a great job with him. Yeah, um, but yeah, Becky and Bianca was by far my favorite thing this yeah, weekend. Incredible match. The returns were, I mean, like, look, Cody and Stone Cold were great, but we knew that was happening. Had, had that been a true surprise? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I sometimes think about that, and I was reading a tweet from Nick Hausman. Shout out to him uh, with Winkley Daily, the Wrestling Inc. Daily. Tune into that. But Nick Hausman was saying that he was in the building, and he went out to watch with fans. He said there were a lot of fans, because this is WrestleMania. You're getting more of a casual crowd. He said there were a lot of people who legitimately did not know that Cody was coming out. And he was like, oh, wow. all right, I'm ready to see Cody. And they were like, what? He's not always in AEW. And when he came out, they were legitimately surprised. And I was so jealous that I wasn't one of those people who isn't. That's one of the downfalls of covering it the way we do glenn is that we know all the stuff that's rumored i wish that i didn't know that cody was coming or i didn't know that austin was going to be the austin thing was a surprise i didn't think he's going to wrestle a full-blown match like that so it was kind of surprise yeah. but when he took that bump on the concrete that's when i was like holy shit this is real <laughs> yeah, i couldn't believe that yeah i thought this was good i thought he was just going to ragdoll kevin around kevin was going to sell for him like crazy a suplex onto the concrete with a guy who has neck issues that is like wild <laughs> Yeah. So there you go. Hope everyone had a good WrestleMania weekend. Uh, AW Dynamite coverage tomorrow. Let's see how they follow this up. And we'll be back on Friday. Until then, everybody take care. And we'll see you next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a good one.